snowy day, great. Snow like in your corneas, no. no how, how long have you been in New York for? 14 okay. and a half. Coming on 15. I think we, were, we yeah. moved here right around the same time. Yeah, 2002. Uh, yeah, 2002. Moved here. Yeah, yeah, two. just enough to have missed 9-11. By like I, ju- I just missed it. I was yeah. applying to college when it happened and I was like, yep, still going there. Maybe, maybe miss isn't the right word. Avoid. I did. Probably... I did just avoid it. My no. sister, my sister was here, and she, uh, she's like been here for all of the like, or she's been to like a lot of bad events. Yeah. She was like right. She was like a couple blocks away and was like taking photos like out of her dorm room, and then she um, ran the Boston Marathon and finished. She's like very very fast, so she finished like before. Yeah. That happened. Wow. But like. It's so crazy. She's just like all these like tragedies. Are, she's like, like she's like when me. when every time one of those things happens and Reddit gets together and they like try to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. there's it's this like one person who's been at all these events. She's been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. It was weird. Suspicious. Yeah, she's definitely a suspicious person. Her calligraphy business raises a lot of eyebrows. <laughs> What's uh? What so school brought you out here originally? Yeah, I went to I went to NYU. Yeah, and then I just didn't leave. You thought maybe this is a good place to do comedy. Well, yeah, you know, it's so funny. I lived here, like, for a long time before I started to do comedy. I did, um, I worked in the music industry for a while, and then, um... And then the music industry imploded? The music industry... It was, like, already imploding when I, like, mm-hmm. studied music business at NYU. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, like, in the music industry, and, like, I had done a show <laughs> at UCB without, like, any comedy training, and, like, which is, like, a weird thing. So, like, UCB has this, like whole like hierarchy oh, yeah. and it's like you have to take all these classes and you have to get like in with the theater and then you pitch a it's show like a comedy industrial you complex get a show. oh it's so yeah. yeah it's it's especially out there like a, a, it's like that in la now yeah um but yes yeah, so, but i had a friend that was like oh that character you used to do in college can you do it on my show and i was like yeah you bet and so i like did just this like yeah. one-off character on like a bigger show that had like it ran for like a year and then I was like, oh, this is cool. But then I couldn't, like, do anything else because I didn't have the, like, back the like background. So I was like, I guess I'll take, like, an improv class. And then I was like, improv sucks. So I didn't do that anymore. Yeah, that's fair. And then, like, five years later, I started doing stand-up. But you went from zero to stand-up? You just yeah, I did. Well, I, well, I, like, had I found, like, an outlet on Twitter, which was really cool. I had a friend, like, send me this one Twitter account. And she was like, this sounds like the way you talk. Like you should write, you should write tweets. It was just like very surreal and yeah. strange. And I was like, yeah, awesome. And yeah. so I did, I did that. And then I was like, I need like to do something else with this. So uh, that's how I started doing stand up. No notion that uh, Twitter was going to lead to your next, your next career. No, I did. Like I had a couple like bites, like a cut, co- like yeah. I like was asked to like submit to write for a couple different shows, but then I never got the job. So I was like, I feel it, and that, but and that was also before I did stand up. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I need something else to do because, like, how often are people just going to be like, "Hey, do you want to write for this?" And then like, it doesn't Par- pan out. Apparently, a couple times. Yeah, it happened, for you. It happened a couple times, but then I, I, yeah, I didn't end up getting uh, getting them. That world's always been so elusive to me. I have no idea how how people even break into it. I mean, I guess you. You you move out to L.A. and you get kind of involved in the comedy scene out there. Yeah, I know. So it's like this. It's like a double edged sword. So it's like you. I don't. I'm like, oh, I'll move to L.A. when I get a job there. Yeah. But then people move to L.A. and they always immediately get jobs. So I'm like, I don't want to just. But I still don't want to do it without a job. Yeah. So that's that's like sort of like what I'm navigating and like deciding what. To oh, do. so you're kind of on the on the fence right now. Yeah, I mean, I basically have been for like a couple years. That's also just living in New York, though, right? 
yeah, you kind like, of get to that point. You're where, like, well, I need to do something if I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna get a job. Although the irony of of staying here, obviously, is that it's incredibly expensive. You know, I don't think it is. You don't think it is? <laughs> no. What kind of weird deal do you have? Okay. Okay. First of all, I do have a weird deal, yeah. but before, even before that. Like the not having a car and not having to pay for insurance and like the time spent in between locations in LA is like so wasteful. Yeah. And I I feel like just the car and insurance thing alone like negates the fact that you get a, a lot that rent is cheaper. And like people, I don't know. I feel like you can like get like really good meals for less expensive here and you don't have to like go out to eat. Like you can like go to like a street cart you know what i mean like you can like get food on the streets like amazing you don't have to necessarily like go to a fancy dinner where i feel like they don't have that as much in la i definitely had a point though a few years ago where i'd, I'd just been laid off from a job just doing some freelancing and working from home and, and and trying to figure out at that point like what exactly was keeping me in the city and i didn't really have a good answer you're like nothing no, I, I, yeah i know it's, yeah. It's, it's terrifying but i didn't have a full-time job you know, when you're freelancing, you can work from anywhere. I, I was not in a relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, and because I didn't have a full-time job, I wasn't really going out and enjoying myself. I realized I wasn't leaving like a five-block radius. Yeah. And it just didn't make any sense. I mean, unless there's something really kind of tethering you to the city, especially at this point, especially, you know, I feel like once you've hit like the 10, 15-year point, mm-hmm. you've sort of done your time. You you're don't like, feel like you're giving up. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, it, and the thing, I feel like the thing with comedy is like I need like I need to like make it here. I have this like thing in my head. It's like no, I want to be here. Is it a Frank Sinatra song? I want to like make it here because I don't like because the only other option is Los Angeles. It's like they're sort of like the same in terms of like making it in comedy. But every, but it seems like everybody's migrated in the past like five years. Like every comedy person has moved to LA. There's a lot because there's just there are more yeah. all the like writing and casting opportunities. But hasn't that always there. been the case? I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't, I've, I just had my five year stand up anniversary. Yeah. And like, you know how stand, like, I don't know if you know how it is, but like the first couple of years, you sort of spend it just like figuring out what the hell's sure. going on. Yeah. And you're just like, who is anyone? Like, what am I doing? Where, like, just like figuring stuff out. So I feel like I've had like a solid like three years of like, okay, like I get the comedy scene and like this is what I have to do. Um, I'm trying to figure out, though, if, if like there's actually been a shift in the industry or whether it's just sort of that generational thing where the people that we followed when we were sort of moving to New York are now at a point where they've moved to L.A. Yeah. Or whether something has changed. Because like, it seems, if anything, because of Hulu and, and Netflix and people making web series, that comedy should be more of an all-over thing than it ever was before yeah the shift is that there used to be an end goal of being a stand-up comedian and you could make your living doing that and like so new york was the place yes and like so few people actually do that yeah that now the goal is like all right i'm gonna do stand-up until i get noticed doing something else oh and i'm also gonna do 50 million other things it's like if you don't like it's like you better have a web series like either have a podcast or like on podcasts all the time like run a show, do, like write for something, yeah. freelance. Like I just feel like you have to do a ton of things. And then, and like the goal is like, then just like, I guess I have to get a writing job. It's like how many things will actually pay you money. Yeah. And stand up is not one of them. <laughs> God, I wish I still had that drive because I've had a, a full-time job for as long as I have. Yeah. And part of it is probably just getting old that I don't have quite that drive to be out every night, like covering right. shows or doing writing, things like that, mm-hmm. or filling like every free moment with a piece of work. But it seems like you're still very much oh my on that tip, which I, which I 
I admire. I'm doing well. I'm doing like a lot of freelancing, and I yeah. like I'm lucky that I'm doing comedy. Like I, I call it, it's like comedy. Um, ta- it's like they're like tangents. It's like sure. very. It's like adjacent. It's like yeah. comedy adjacent. It's like so close. Yeah. To like being a paid comedian. Um. But yeah, like I have a lot of friends, and I, I yeah, I do a lot of stuff if i'm not doing like what have i done comedy today and like yeah there, there has to be something the other thing too that i've always been fascinated with is um the question of uh whether it's better to you know when, when you're first sort of pursuing something to dip your toes in the water to find a job that's peripherally related to what you want to do or whether it's better to just like because i interview a lot of uh cartoonists you know most of them choose their day jobs based on the thing that gives them free time to draw during the day yes it's almost like doing the the corporate side of something you want to be doing the creative side yeah. is sort of worse it's a really good way to, to to burn yourself out it is like you need yeah it's it, it's like the like if you have a passion like your day job has to be something that just yeah gives you the time to do it yeah because like so i started out like i wanted to be uh i wanted to be an opera singer and i was like i'm gonna go to nyu for music business i'm gonna transfer into the opera program and then i'm gonna be and then i'm gonna train classical voice i'm gonna be in the opera let's let's get there in a second i want to back up a few i want to so uh how does a how does a young girl decide (laughs) that she wants to be an opera singer i was uh i mean i was like in like all the like top choirs and um you know i was took a lot of voice lessons and and i knew and i was like i feel like i started late like i was like the last the last like year or two of high school is when I like decided that I wanted to try doing that so it was like I didn't have like the backlog of training so yeah. I was like let me take like another year and I'll do that I can like do the voice lessons like once I get to NYU and then I'll transfer into the opera program is that like deciding that you want to be a ballerina at like age 18 close it's very very close yeah. because it's also the thing where it's like it's either there or it's not and yeah. I was like, I feel like I just need a little more training. And then I went and I was like taking some voice lessons. And then I was also like with like I had classes like with the classical voice people. And I was like, oh, these are the most annoying people. Like, I don't even want to pursue this anymore. Wait, opera singers <laughs> are the most annoying people? The It was like the opera singers and like the theater program was all together. And I was like, I can't stand these people. <laughs> and it's not yeah. that they were like bad people they just were not who i got along with i also just realized like how much work it would have to be like it has to be like your whole life like you can't do other stuff and like also be a voice major you actually like can't have a social life and i was like okay this actually isn't gonna work for me why is it that you can't have a social life oh because you can't like you just all your free time is you can't no, no you like can't use your voice oh you literally can't talk when you like can't you like can't overuse your voice like you can't be loud like a loud bar you can't like drink like ever oh yeah it's very very different it's a really bad way to go through college yeah and and i sort of so i wanted to do that but then like working in the music industry having like at one time wanted to be a performer just does not feel great you're like what am what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah, it just feels weird. And it like, feels it, like failure. Yeah, it yeah. does. It was like I was that was like my first uh, like actual job. I did like other jobs like for for a year. Um, that was like my first like office job, and I was like, yeah, this already feels like failure. At, at twenty two, <laughs> and I was or like, something. I'm twenty. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm twenty two years old. I shouldn't 
feel like this yeah. already. It's funny though. I mean, you must be like one of the few people in the world who, like, your parents were almost relieved when you decided you wanted to get into comedy because at least that's a slightly more potentially lucrative path than in opera singing. I get, yeah, and and it was also like realizing it's like okay, I know, like, I know the limits of my own of my own voice, and yeah. like, I don't have like. I don't, like, have the, like, strength and power to, like, be an opera singer. Were you in class one day and you had this realization that you couldn't push it any further? No, it was, like, a slow... It was sort of, like, a slow realization because it was all the things, like, came together. And it was also me, like, not doing what my voice teacher said. And it's just, like, you know, like, you can't, like, go out and then come in the next day and expect to, like, hit that note. And I'm, like, yeah, but, like, I need to, like, have friends. Like, this is my... This is, like, more important to me. So it was, like, that. It was, like, sort of everything, like, working together. Um... So I was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't what I'm gonna do. I can't imagine there's that many <laughs> jobs in the world for an opera singer, and you know, the, there the aughts. Uh, there aren't, but yeah. there also it's like it's also the kind of process where like you get weeded out, like because you either like have it or you don't kind of thing, and like you get weeded out very quickly. Yeah. So it's like a small pool, but like they're also draw. It's like there's like yeah, this tiny pool up here, but then the pool they're drawing from like isn't very isn't as huge, like how there's like thousands of comedians and then like four famous comedians like they have like an ocean to draw from yeah like people will go casually on a friday night go see an open mic or a small stand-up set and there's not really that kind of outlet for opera singing there isn't right it really is like an all like an all or nothing type thing and then a lot of people who are classically trained will then do like other voice they'll like you know like become singer songwriters and like and that route and i was like i don't think i have it in me to do that like i just didn't have the like don't know you that well but i suspect that maybe you're not earnest enough to be a singer songwriter oh i don't know man i mean i've also like always wanted to do um like parody songs so i've done i've actually done a couple like parody songs just like with comedian friends yeah so like i could do that but i yeah i don't think i could actually be like a real series so like i'm so glad i found comedy because it's like i need the thing that's like i don't take myself seriously like yeah. you can't take yeah. like i take it seriously not taking myself seriously doing parody songs is a pretty tricky road too because mm-hmm. how many how many actually good people are there doing parody songs right now like nine yeah like garfunkel <laughs> notes is pretty good mm-hmm there's uh, a, a group called Reformed Whores. Yeah. It's like a, a girl duo. They're very funny. Okay. So that's um, two. There is like actual pure parody. Do you know Elliot Glazer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. does like rendition. His haunting okay. renditions thing is uh, just like really cool re- rearrangements okay. of pop songs. And like the way that he places emphasis on words like makes you realize how absurd some of these lyrics yeah. are. But he's not actually doing parody. On parody, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it is really cool though. But yeah. I would sort of put him, I would put him in the like musical comedy um genre for sure have there been any moments where like having being a semi-classically trained opera singer has come in handy because that's (laughs) an interesting thing to have in back pocket something out and people are like what the i don't know it's like karaoke and like occasionally like a party trick i feel like that's all there is it's a good first chapter to your book it's a good first chapter yeah (laughs) a a struggling opera singer like it's like it deserves like a paragraph (laughs) i don't know i think it's fascinating there's there's this whole world that i that i know nothing about i actually don't know a lot about it either because i like was it was so i was the very beginning stages of like being with these like op like classical like opera people that i was like yeah i don't want this and i just like didn't even learn about it i just like i had a friend uh i had a friend who lived above a rocket oh my god i knew i knew a rocket 
I mean, there's all these like weird. Oh, and it of is course they're out weird. there. Yeah, I'd say about ninety eight percent sure that there's an opera singer living in my building. Oh yeah, you can tell there was there was one in my old building. Yeah, because you like hear them rehearsing. I know they're. I know they live amongst us. They live amongst but us. But I know nothing about their lives. Yeah. I actually I know more about like the live the life of a rockette than I yeah. do about an opera singer because I I knew one. Yeah, she was not a dancer. She had like taken some dance classes in really her life. Legs. It's actually about it's about the height and the body type. Yeah. and flexibility okay. because nothing they do is difficult. So it's like you have to fit this like very specific yeah. like body requirement, and like that's kind of it. Like they're yeah. not. It's like not difficult dance moves. It's just like, are your legs the same length? Are you between like five eight and five ten? So it's like uniformity that's it. of absolutely. Wow, that's that's, that's actually all it is. Yeah, it's so. And when I end, they uh, they like have to get jobs on the off season. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess they only have. About and they also like have to like re audition every year. Oh man. Yeah, it's crazy. It might be. That and might it's be not, the most thankless job. Yeah, I think like they don't get like a ton of like you'll do it for a couple of years and yeah. then you're just like it's like best case scenario you you get objectified for two months out yeah, of the year. Yeah, but it's like I think it's like really fun while yeah. you do it too. Yeah, um, I guess it's prestigious in a way. Maybe, yeah, right. Oh, definitely. It's an interesting thing it's to a cool say. Thing. That and you've it's done. also you know it's something that like everyone knows about. Yeah. It's like it's definitely a really cool thing. If somebody was like Ashley. <laughs> you have the body type to be a rocket. You you try out, right? Definitely. You definitely. I go don't. For it. I do not. I <laughs> miss that minimum height requirement yeah. by like a good two inches. So. So you realize that the opera thing isn't working out. You. Uh, so what, what were you doing in the music industry? Uh, I was at I was at EMI Music Publishing. I was like okay. doing like paralegal stuff on Sixth uh, Avenue. That building. Uh it was. 1296th Avenue. I was there for three days yeah. and then we moved down to Chelsea Market. Like oh, okay. I started and all yeah. I did was pack up my boss's stuff and like we moved and our offices were in Chelsea Market the whole time I was there. I had a girlfriend who was living in LA and working out of the, out of the Capitol building and she oh. would just every day would like update me about all of the horror shows going on around them about like oh, people yeah. just running out with like giant box sets. Like just be just like entire departments Wait, what being year fired. Was at the she at the Capitol building? <sighs> 2000, like three, four, five, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably right around the same time. Yeah. I was, I was there, uh, 07 to 2012. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is like my favorite story. So the guy that was the CEO, um, of, of EMI then like went like the, the company where he went to before or like the company that he came from. Mm He made sure that his new company, he bought property that was across the street, like a building across the street and above it, so he could look down on his old bosses. Like, this is the kind of people yeah. you're dealing with yeah. that are, like, they're, like, the old Sociopaths? school, like, yeah, just that, like, yeah. that, like, leftover, like, mafia yeah, yeah, type yeah. stuff. Like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff that he would pull. And I've been in publishing for 12 or 13 years at this point, mm-hmm. and it's... It feels similar, maybe not to the same degree. I think, you know, publishing has figured out a slightly better model maybe than the music industry. But I do feel like for as long as I'm doing this, that every couple of years, I'm gonna just going to have to move around to the next thing. It just, everything just seem, seems like it's constantly in flux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I felt so bad for her when she was working. I think she's back. I think she's actually back in, in the music industry again, but doing like licensing, which is something oh, yeah. that well, will... That's probably last forever yes because it's like people always and that's actually how 
they make like all their money yeah, yeah. now. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like you get like get in a TV show, yeah. movie, like all that stuff. So you're doing like accounting? Oh, I was doing so I was doing paralegal work at yeah. first. So I was just like, I, Do you I was have just, like, to have any sort of legal training or have gone to? No, because I wasn't like it was like sort of like I was like assisting yeah. the one person who wasn't a lawyer in the legal department. She was like in head of head of the contracts, but I was like reading contracts and like learned like some con. I had had like some contract like music contract law so i like knew i knew about it i know how to navigate the language and i would have to like you know draw pieces out and i was like sending checks Mm. and you know like it was very much more assistant work than like paralegal work per se and then i was in marketing and then that's when there was this big merger and i would ask my boss he was like very chill and i would ask him every time he came back from like a big meeting with like the new company and be like, do I need to find a new job? Yeah. And the like third time I asked him, he was like, yeah, maybe soon. And so I went out. I got like two headhunters within 24 hours. And I had a job within 10 days. In the same industry? No, no, no. no. I, okay. went to, I went to finance for a very short time. It was terrible. Wall Street? It was uh, a private equity firm in, in Midtown, okay. actually. And it was, like, not good. <laughs> I can't even... I... It was just, like, everyone was actually very nice, but everyone was overworked, and, like, I was overworked. Yeah. And I just didn't have... I, I didn't... It, it was the kind of thing where, like, people were like, oh, my God, like, why didn't you text me back? Because I didn't actually have time to even, like, look at my phone. Yeah. Like, I didn't check my email... I didn't like do I didn't do anything but work for the hours I was there and it was so exhausting that I would come home and I wouldn't do anything either and like people thought I moved cuz that's how cuz I go out like yeah. a ton and like I yeah. just didn't go out. So how long were you there for? I was there for 10 months. Okay. Yeah. So almost a year. Almost a year. And did you just burn out or I had like gotten I was like sort of that was also like I had just started doing comedy. Okay. And and then I get this job and I could like barely do it. Yeah. So I tried like I was going to like maybe like a couple open mics a month, which is like not enough. Um, and I just like I was in my head. I didn't realize how much I was about to break until like a friend of my sister's was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like we need a babysitter for this girl. And like her, her babysitter just like up and like went back to Sweden. And I was just like, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I like went in the next day. and Like I will weeks. quit my job and I yes. will babysit your child. And yeah. that's what, and you did that. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, that, you know, in, in I was a like, like, way. In, yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's how yeah. I knew that I was not okay. That like the moment another opportunity came up, I was like, yes, I'll do that right yeah. now. <laughs> I do kind of admire that though, in a weird way of just kind of saying, fuck it. Right. Mm-hmm. You weren't driven to babysit a child. You didn't see that as necessarily yeah. a good career choice for yourself. You oh, just no. needed to get out of your I was job. like, I need to get out and I need to do yeah. something that is like far fewer hours of the day to like regain my sanity. And it was it was so great. How seriously were you taking comedy at first? I mean, I, I was taking it seriously, yeah. but it was it's it's hard to break into because sure. you like when you first start out and you don't know anyone, you pretty much like go up. At last at every open mic and you're like oh my god is like anyone to talk to me and like i just like i personally i just like didn't have any confidence and i was telling like very good jokes and the reason i know is because i'll go back and tell jokes that are like really really early that would like uh-huh. not do well and yeah. i was like oh no that was good like just i wasn't confident and no one was listening to yeah. me 
more than anything is I as serious as I was I just needed other people to take me seriously and then as soon as that happened I was like oh yeah I can do this so it was good and then I just like kept yeah I mean I still go I even though I do a lot of shows now I still go to mics like all the time yeah just so that I'm performing as much as possible I, I guess maybe it came at the right time because you were really it was pretty clear that you were not on any sort of professional trajectory oh I definitely was not on a professional yeah. like the only reason I went into that finance job was because I was like if I'm gonna be an executive assistant I'm gonna do it somewhere that pays me as much as possible yeah and like that's not the music industry that's finance you said you were taking it seriously but to the point that you expected like hey maybe I'm going to be a professional comedian my goal actually was always like to be a writer and I lo like I love doing stand-up um, but I know that my strength is in my writing and I'm not like the best performer. Like I'm okay. Yeah. But like, I'm so much better at writing. <laughs> when did you actually start writing for, I don't want to say a living, but when did you start writing? I guess, when, when did people start paying you money for words? Uh, April, 2014 was when I became a contributor at some e-cards okay. and I got started getting paid for my words. And then a year from then I got hired there full time. Yeah. Uh, and first I was writing articles and then I was the, the editor of the e-card section, um, which was great. It just, and it also ended up just being like too many hours and I couldn't do like yeah. my other, my side projects. Um, yeah. And then I've done just like a bunch of freelance That's stuff. such a weird, that seems like yeah. such a weird gig to me. I mean, I remember when those started like floating around. Yeah. But the idea that like, they have like a people staff. write it and oh, like yeah. that there are a staff of people that they yeah, pay yeah. to do it. Was like... that from Twitter? That, yes, I met the previous e-card editor just on Twitter, and he was also a stand-up comedian, but we followed each other on Twitter, and then I, like, met him in real life, and he was like, oh, do you want to apply to contribute? And I was yeah. like, yes, definitely. Yeah. And when you say your strength was, was a, a, as a writer, and that was something that you realized, I guess, a, a while ago, what what kind of writing were you doing? Uh, Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? A couple, like a couple celebrities followed me. Like yeah. my like idol, like recommended. Uh, she was like, this is like my favorite person on Twitter, and I was like, actually, that was a moment where I was like, okay, now I'm gonna do comedy. <laughs> wow. So so, <laughs> it's so funny though. It's like you know, it's like you know, most people they decide they want to be a writer because they were writing like short stories or writing for the newspaper in college or something like that. But you were like. 140 characters at a time yeah i was this like short form yeah yeah and it took me a while to break out of like one-liners and like yeah. actual and tell actual stories and then it was when i did that that i was like oh i could write like a pilot and i was like oh i could write a screenplay i haven't written the screenplay. i've written like a couple pilots and like written a couple specs and like i've done yeah. a lot more long form stuff but it came from that short yeah that short form side and i have like no writing background like yeah. i have no short like i took one writing class in all of college and it was just a required writing class how do you make that jump into writing a full script i mean that's gonna be when i do that like that's definitely gonna be an or yeah, or i mean like a pilot not I, like a... oh i mean i it, i feel like it's it's definitely about like following story circles and yeah. like if you have like if you have an idea like make sure you can like flesh out like a full like character and like a full story circle and and it's amazing what you can do with an outline and how short a, a pilot is when you once you outline it. Yeah. One day you sort of decided that you were going to just sit down and write something on spec. I did. Well, I had so I'm a, 
a contributor. What is it called? Uh, I'm a contractor for the TV show Younger. They okay. I do punch ups for them, and I was being considered to be a staff writer, so I had to have a pilot. So I was like, all right, I need to write this. In order to be a staff writer on a show, you need to write a pilot for your own show. Uh, they, yeah, they just wanted to see like an original, okay. like an original work. I see. Um, because it's not. Yeah, a lot of people don't necessarily want a spec anymore. They yeah. want an original work. Which is really interesting. Yeah. What 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 is what's what's the punch up job like? They send me a script and then I just add a bunch of jokes just to add it. A bunch of jokes. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that sounds like a pretty good gig. Actually, it's like, it's wonderful. That might yeah. be the best gig for a Twitter yeah. writer in the world. Yeah. If I could do that, like for just like all TV shows, that'd yeah, be great. Um, is that, are are there professional puncher uppers? I I mean I think I am one. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that your main? <laughs> is that your main gig? That's, uh, no, because I only go when they're actually filming, So okay. which is only a couple months a year. Yeah. Um, I do, like, I just have other gigs I piece together. Yeah. I have the, I actually have a radio show. It's on an app. Have you heard of it? It's called Anchor. I, have, I haven't. I'm you sad have, to say. No, no, no. It's okay. fine. That's, uh, that's actually, like, my main gig right now. Yeah. I, like, have this radio show. Um, it's, like, really cool. It's, it's sort of, like, r- where radio would meet a podcast, uh, and it's very short form. Like yeah. the, you can't do anything like longer than five minutes. But I just, I mean, it's like a great play. So I, technically, it's like a Twitter it's, version of radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like technically, my station is about dating advice, but I just do a lot of like comedy stuff too. So okay, it's just trying to What's, make it. Uh, like, how'd you get in? How'd you get into professional dating advice? Uh, By dating a lot was, of people. It, I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like mo- I mostly. It, uh, I got it because a friend that I met via Twitter uh, helped launch the app. Yeah, and she was like, oh, "Hey, my friend Bez, yeah, knows stuff about dating. She's funny. Let's have." She her. was looking for somebody specifically to to do a dating. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Is, is so? Is it? It's advice. It's sort of advice. Like I come up with like dating ideas, and like people can call in too. So like okay. I do actually give some advice. Yeah, um, it's still like very new, so there's not like a ton of traffic, but it's been like it's been really interesting. Do, do you feel qualified to give dating advice? I think anyone can give data. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's weird. Like, I, a lot of my advice is just, like, general life advice that yeah. just applies to dating. Sure. And, like, it's sort of just, like, my own, like, life philosophies. And I'm yeah. like, these, these will work. <laughs> you don't have to listen to it, but they might work. Yeah. Has, has that, uh, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, I started uh, January. Okay. The first day of 2017. Has Has that impacted your dating life at all? No, no, because I've been in a relationship the whole time. Okay, well, that's probably good, (laughs) right? I mean, in 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 the same way that you know, maybe you don't want to be a musician working at a record label. Maybe you don't want to (laughs) be going on a lot of dates as you're trying to give a dating advice to people. It would, I know. It's it's funny. Like it's, I feel like it takes like a more stable person or someone in a stable relationship to give advice. I think that's fair because I've for sure been not stable. I was like stable. I was unstable the whole time until I met my current boyfriend. Yeah, yeah I mean, I th- I think that's probably what people are looking for. People are looking for somebody who's found a certain level of success in doing something. Right? I hope yeah. so. I hope that makes you more qualified. <laughs> so is that, I mean, is that, um, so that's actually like you're actually make, generating income? That is my main source of income wow. right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. This one, I'm still amazed like anybody is actually making money doing podcasts outside of like NPR. Right. I think because it's like a radio, it's like, all right, so it's a, an app, but it's like technically a radio station. I think yeah. because they get like a lot of listeners, like I guess that's where, I don't know. I mean, yeah. 
I don't know where it all comes from. How, I don't ask. How... I don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's 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 one of those it's things. Like it's it, one of those things where like if I thought about it too hard, like yeah. I might freak out. So like I just don't think about it. <laughs> and it's also and it's also you just sort of like especially when you get in on something at the beginning, you have to just recognize that like you're gonna appreciate it while it's around. Yeah. And maybe this isn't necessarily an opportunity that's gonna last forever. But, right. Uh, right. You might as well enjoy it. How how much time are you actually devoting to it? So it's ten minutes of content a day, which is a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. How 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 does how's that? Like think okay. So a lot of th- times I'll like write something out and mm. like it'll be like you know like a couple paragraphs long. It'll yeah. and then and like you go to read it and it you read it in like forty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's actually a lot. It take like it does actually take a long time to get ten minutes of full content. It's just it's just kind of too hard to try to do like a ten minute monologue. Well, they also it's like they're like supposed to be two to three minute clips too. Okay, so it's like yeah, yeah. It's so funny. People always are like ten minutes. That's like nothing. Yeah. I'm like ten minutes of like original like content sure. is actually a lot. I suppose when more people start calling in, you can probably lean a little bit more heavily on that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm always impressed by people who like you manage to cobble together an existence in New York City yeah. with with part time gigs. Well, the reason why I can do that is because I moved in with my boyfriend yeah. uh and another couple in a two bedroom apartment. Huh. <laughs> so uh, it is a real like, sitcom. It is it is real right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like short term, like they're building a house upstate and yeah. it was just like this weird thing where they like needed an apartment and like they didn't want to keep their big apartment and like be like burning through cash on rent for that when they're building a house. And so they moved in with him. And then I was like, I need to not be at a full time job anymore. And he was like, all right, looks like it's time to make this three a four. <laughs> wow. So that's that's like, let's. Uh, yeah. This this relationship is about to get super serious. Oh, dude. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, it was like pretty serious. And it was just. OK. The rela- by the relationship, you mean the one we have with the couple we live with, right? Oh, well, yeah, them as well. <laughs> but there's no situation like e- e- even even, the, you know, the greatest relationship in the world where you're not going to test the boundaries when once you actually move in with somebody yeah and it's 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 really funny like everyone i think i'm definitely the craziest person in that house like i definitely cry the most that's for sure um i'm just like they're all in film and they're like very like level-headed um and i just i'm i i'm an artistic performer and i just am a crazy person and they don't care and that's what's amazing about it (laughs) yeah yeah i mean at some point they're like all so they're all like so chill that i'm like okay good we need this balance of me being like out of my mind (laughs) i just have to imagine like it's in life you realize like oh yeah no i'm the crazy person yeah (laughs) i mean i had that i used to have that realization uh with some of my old roommates where I was like, yeah, I've always had really great roommates. I was like, oh, that means I'm the bad roommate, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> like my old uh, – so I moved into my old apartment with my little sister, and I found someone on Craigslist when she moved in with her boyfriend. And she was moving from Chicago. We'd never met. We only talked on the phone one time. The time we talked on the phone, I was totally drunk. And then she just, like, shows up with two suitcases on a rainy night, and I, like, help her in. She's like, I'm so glad you were here. Like, I realized, like, we didn't really exchange a lot of, like, info yeah. or any kind of contract. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm glad, too. And, yeah. like, as she came in, I was uh, I was screwing on a new bathroom toilet seat because I had, like, sat down too hard and broke the toilet seat off. And she was like, this is going to be a wild ride. 
Yeah, it's it's like it's it's so funny too. It's like a plot twist at the end of the movie or something when you realize like after a while it's like same thing in relationships where you're like, "Oh, you know, oh, these all these relationships aren't working out." And and then it's like, "Oh, yeah, maybe I'm maybe right. I'm the common denominator. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'm the crazy person in yeah. this relationship." <laughs> yeah, when you realize that. And then, oh man. And then like the first it was like she moved in the middle of summer. It's like we're it was like party time. It's like yeah. party time in summer. Uh, and like I came home and I was drunk and I like made myself a bunch of nachos. And then I was like, no, you're not supposed to drunk eat anymore. So I threw them away. The whole plate. I put the whole plate, not broken, in the trash can with nachos on them. And then in the morning, she's like, there's a plate in the trash can? I was like, oh, yeah. I, I threw my nachos away and I like pulled the plate out and wash it. And she was just like, she told me later. She's like, yeah, that's what I realized. Okay. My roommate's like a little bit nuts, but she seems okay. Where was she from? She's from Chicago. I just like that. Well, okay. So she was from a big city, but I, I, I like the idea of like being the person where somebody moves from mid- the Midwest and like you end up being the story of the oh, crazy yeah. people that they tell when they talk <laughs> about like life in the big city. It's like, what did this girl do? I don't know. She <laughs> came home drunk and like just throws away perfectly good dishware. When they, when they like inevitably move back to wherever they're from, like two months after. Oh yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 And they're just like, let me tell you about my roommate. I also like the weird, like half self discipline of throwing oh, that out. Yeah. I was like, don't, I was like, don't eat nachos. Yeah. I was like, you can't do this. I was like, also not nachos. I think I just melted. Uh, I used to do this thing where I would melt string cheese onto like goldfish. Oh, which are or, already pretty cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was like really good for me. Like, yeah. That was like really tasty. I think actually that day I had melted string trees onto Doritos. So like also which already also cheesy. very cheesy. Yeah. You know, so but, uh, that's, but, what that's what you're dealing with. But this. I do, I do like the idea though, that also that like you, you went through all, I mean, that, you know, you weren't like preparing like a gourmet feast, but like you already went through several steps. Oh Yeah. And then it was, then you had to be actually confronted with the food to decide that. <laughs> it's like, I don't deserve want to this. Part it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> done a bunch of, uh, like, web series as well. I have. I've done. Like, didn't you do a drunk, a crazy drunk lady web series also? Yeah. I <laughs> melted, uh, I was, like, melting string cheese onto goldfish. Like, that was the thing I the, was doing. The, the show was based on. It was actually, it was just like a one off thing that my friend and I did. And the way he shot it in all one take and uploaded it at, like as if it was real. Uh, and he like put it on Reddit. And, you knew like, what you were doing. He knew what he was doing. I, I did not know what I was you doing. You thought like, you were in a funny comedy sketch? Yeah. And like, and I was. And like, yeah. he was like, let's just, and like, and he didn't actually even all the way know what he was doing. He just like happened to put it on Reddit and like the whole internet happened to think it was real. Like that's yeah. the only reason it went viral. Yeah. What does what does going viral get you? Uh, you know, like some some checks. I think I paid a couple months rent. Okay, so yeah, like you actually like made some money. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Once we like threw ads on there, yeah, it was like there's like this whole new population of people who have had like something. Oh, successful so many. On Wait, have you seen the South Park? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. You're like I mean, the chocolate rain kid. I was like so much past when that episode even aired yeah. that like my like five million views is like nothing now. Yeah. Like that's like what YouTube stars get on like all their shit every day. Okay, so you get like a little bit of like, it was, like revenue very, off of it. Yeah, yeah, it was very Hopefully, like. Hopefully like you're the one who's actually uploaded it. Yeah, yeah. It was very like, it felt like very 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, and like 15 internet seconds, not even like 15 real life seconds. But it was good. And like people like knew about it and like the 
people in comedy saw it, so it was like, you know, gave yeah. me like a little bit of clout. It's like, oh, I can do something that like gets attention. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I guess the best that you can hope for, especially since, you know, you know, again, you've been able to like pull something together based on <laughs> tweets, is that it'll lead to some other interesting avenue. That's yeah, that's also the thing. It's like you never know what it's going to get you. Yeah. Like I, uh, I ended up like having like a a guest blogging gig at Cosmo because of the that drunk makeup video. What? what? Because they saw it and then they looked at my Twitter and they're like, oh, she's funny. Yeah. Honestly, I think like everything comes back to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Because they were like, oh, she's funny. Like, what else does she do? And yeah. like at that time, I didn't even have a website. So they like looked, yeah, they looked at my Twitter account and they were like, oh, she's really funny. Yeah. And they like, they I wrote for them for a couple weeks. Let's kind of circle back to, to where we were at the beginning. You know, again, this idea of sort of like talking about taking that next step or, you know, thinking about like, again, like moving across the country to pursue like whatever the next the next i mean you know it's at a certain point i'm i'm i definitely get this way with my freelancing too or it's just like or 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 podcasting yeah yeah where it's just like you know okay i don't know i i maybe i've taken this thing as far as it can go this show is a good example of that Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know if this specifically is going to lead to something else. Is it time to sort of pack it in and, and try something else? I think a, a, a big thing, like, with if you're doing something that you enjoy, you sure. should keep doing it. Sure. And, like, there's a reason why I, like, go to open mics yeah. and do shows that I'm not paid for because I like doing it. And, like, that's also part of it. Like, if you're doing something that, you that like, fulfills you creatively, sure. like, why not do it? I just, you know, do you ever, do you, do you ever like, get those, like, visions of yourself? Like, oh, maybe I don't want to be 50 and be doing exactly what I'm doing now. I, I have to think about it that, like, if you like... Like, if you like what you're doing now, sure. like, what's so bad about being 50 yeah, yeah. and doing it? And, like, we think of, like, it's very it's very much the, like, uh, middle of the 20th century American dream where, like, you have to constantly be moving up. Yeah. And, like, you have to be doing better than, like, the, like your parents did sure. and, like, better than you were at another age. And, like, it's actually not attainable. And, like, I feel like that's the the – it's like the American dream is like actually not attainable. That like you will always like not everyone can always go up. And a big thing is just like if you're happy in what you're doing yeah. and like you have like your basic needs met. Sure. Like I mean, we're not not necessarily all of the like Ma- Maslow's hierarchy yeah, yeah, might yeah. not be, but like, but it's like if you like you have your basic needs and yeah, like you're yeah. happy, like that is like that is a big thing. I think maybe it's just because you know obviously like again you know a lot of what you you're doing is coming from Twitter or it's coming mm-hmm. from uh from youtube and you know we're all sort of stuck in that the social media cycle the the sort of instant gratification cycle and you know the idea if like enough weeks go by and something doesn't change then Uh you know maybe it's time to try the next thing right uh and which is fine like if you like and uh, like if you want to try new things like that's a really good like i continue to try new things but like i also keep doing the things that like i know i like doing and that like i know i'm good at we all set our goals based on things that other people have accomplished before us and obviously you're not going to follow anybody's paths directly um you know there's there's a certain point i guess you have to get to where you have to kind of I hate talking about like meditation and being mindful, but like of kind of realizing, like taking a step back and realizing, oh, like I, I actually have accomplished something. And if yeah. I, and if, you know, me 10 years ago realized like, I, you know, maybe they'd be impressed with what mm-hmm. I've been able to do. Oh yeah, definitely. And the, especially in 
uh in comedy and like a lot of creative stuff it's like like you feel like you haven't done anything if like you're not famous yet and like that that is like so easy i mean i get caught up in that like what i'm saying what i just said to you is like something that i have to like constantly tell myself also it's like no like you're happy like you are doing something you like you're like making money you're getting by like be happy with that but like there's that always it's like okay but like blah 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 has been only been doing stand-up like this long and like they're already famous yeah why aren't i famous yet like why don't i like why aren't i on the tv show yet like all this that can get like so that like cycle will like only bring you down there's something i think there's also something specific to comedy i mean i'm sure it's this way with with other careers too but it seems somewhat specific to comedy from the standpoint of you always feel like you're one small break away from everything falling into place because you know especially like we talk, you know, you, we, it's like because you are. Yeah, and we talk, but we and talked about also, UCB, and it's like yeah. once you get like caught in a certain echo chamber or something. Yeah. Once you're friends with the right people, uh-huh. like you're probably set for a while. Yeah, it's like you're. Yeah, you're. You also are always close. If, yeah. Once you get to a certain point where like you're like, okay, I know that I'm good, and I'm like giving like my best at every show, and like I'm really like I'm writing new stuff, and I'm you know trying my hardest. Yeah. And you know people who like are successful and like you have peers that are successful it's it's you're like okay i am close and like i could that could happen yeah so do you have an idea of like what success looks like for you in your career right now it is just to have like a a tv writing job that is not just a freelance one (laughs) that's like that's actually my goal like i feel like if i get like my uh it, it actually is honestly just like to get into the writers guild it's like get the first tv writing job and like get into the guild Mm -hmm. and then like move on like you know to be it'll be on someone else's project like the goal goal is to like have my own pilot shot and shopped around i I have yeah i I found also i found that like my friends who do tv writing that it's some it's similar where it's like once you get that first writing job then you get a lot more writing and i and i've seen that with like uh all my friends who are tv it's like you get that first one and then you're good yeah so so what 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 is that what does that process look like? You just, just send out scripts to people? Uh, you know, if I knew exactly what that <laughs> process looked like, it yeah, would friend, yeah, be like do this it. podcast would get so many listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's um there it's really hard because you it's like you can't it's uh wait what is it called when you like can't do one thing without the other it's like you need to get a, you need an agent to get a writing job yeah. but you can't get it's like a catch-22 but you can't get an agent without already having a writing yeah. job so it's like if you like somehow score an agent without a writing job like that is amazing yeah if you somehow get a tv show without an agent that's also yeah. amazing so i'm just like can one of those things happen yeah and like i'm very close okay. so i feel like it'll i feel like it'll happen like soon There you go. That was my, my good, good Twitter friend, Ashley Bez. Uh, we've actually been following each other on uh, social media for probably, probably like five, six, seven years at this point. And that was the first time that we ever actually met in person. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to join us for that very momentous occasion. Uh, Ashley is one of a, a, a handful of people that I know who have essentially built an entire writing and comedy career out of Twitter, which is uh, very impressive and, and very indicative of the times that we live in. Of course, you know, all of this started happening before we had a president who we were pretty sure was going to start the next nuclear war on Twitter. Uh, so a lot of fun. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Bez. Her website is AshleyBez.com. You can check out her 
web series. She does lots of uh, drunk things over there. She uh, had a blog for a while where she was wearing uh, different outfits every single day. Uh, she's got a, uh, a radio show as well. I was a, a guest on that. She she came in and did the interview, and then we recorded a couple of quick episodes in which I give some uh, some very, very 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 bad dating advice uh so check that out uh thanks so much to her glad we were uh finally able to meet in person had a lot of fun uh if you uh enjoy the show then please uh consider uh sending us some money over on patreon we uh you know paying for hosting fees we don't have advertisers on the show anymore and uh, i'm doing pretty much all the editing myself so if you've got a couple of bucks to throw our way that would be very helpful uh if you don't have a couple of bucks to throw away you can also help us out by rating us over on itunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast that will help with whatever sort of weird algorithm apple has on the back ends and we'll, uh, we'll push us up a little bit there it helps us when we're trying to get guests as well uh you can like us on facebook follow us on tumblr that's irylcast.tumblr.com if you've got any feedback it's irylcast at g gmail.com and uh, i think that's about all i got for this week so thank you so much for joining us and we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of r-a-y-l